everybody, you're listening to TBC Parent Podcast, where we take time each episode to discuss topics and ideas that are relevant to today's parents. I am Josh Dansel, children's pastor at Temple Baptist Church. I'm married to my wonderful wife, and together we have three beautiful girls. I will be sitting down with different people to discuss these topics and help us understand them better. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Parent Podcast. My name is Josh Stansel, and I'm going to be leading the discussion today. And today we're going to discuss the idea of fear, fear and anxiety. And man, is this one of those things that uh, I think everybody deals with. Uh, you, you probably dealt with it since your youth, which is uh, uh, what we've seen a lot of our kids being faced with. And even as adults, we have our different types of fears that we deal with each and every day. Uh, and honestly, this is not a discussion that I was planning on having early on uh, since we've started our podcast. Uh, but because of a conversation that my wife and I were having, it just kind of God was leading me to uh, this direction because I have seen more and more, especially as of lately, uh, maybe that's due to the whole COVID pandemic, uh, just more people kind of living in the state of fear, not really knowing what's going to be coming next and uh, just trying to figure things out, I guess. So I kind of want to unpack it a little bit. And I thought uh, the best way to do that today would just to be a share a, uh, to share a Bible verse. That Bible verse comes from 2 Timothy 1.7, and it says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I love there just in the beginning that it's reminding us that that fear doesn't come from God. And I think the reason that's so powerful for me is just the idea of when we start thinking about what God did create, what comes from God. And obviously that's us. That's this world, uh, the world that we live in. God gave us everything that we needed to sustain life. And fear is not one of those things. Fear is not one of those things that he uh, gives, but instead he gives power and love and a sound mind. So obviously when we're dealing with this, the thing that we need to remember is that with God on our side, it's going to help us to be able to get through whatever it is that we are dealing with. And so as we discuss this, I want us to keep in our heads that what is fear? Uh, The definition of fear here says it's an unpleasant feeling triggered by the perception of danger, real or imagined. And I know a lot of the fear that I faced in my own life uh, would probably be uh, just an imagined type of fear. Uh, Of course, there's things out there that we can be afraid of, uh, and and it's right in front of us. Maybe that's like a snake that's right in front of us, a spider, whatever it may be. But uh, I think the things that's kind of debilitated me the most was these imagined type fears. Like, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can overcome this. What if? What if this happens? What if that happens? And so imagine fear is is one of those things that's that's affected me the worst. And I, I just kind of wanted to break down again why uh, I was being kind of led to this. And uh, my wife and I were having this discussion about uh, how fear has kept so many athletes that we work with, how it's kept them from being able to do the things that they they wanted to do. Uh, my wife and I, we own a uh, cheerleading gym, and so that consists of different types of tumbling, uh, stunning, those kind of things. And, and, and we face girls that run across fear, and it prevents them from being able to do things. Fear of, you know, in the middle of tumbling, what if something happens? And then also we've seen fear of people, uh, athletes, uh, both male and female, not wanting to try out for things because they're afraid they uh, won't make the team. 
And I've also had these same conversations in our children's ministry about, you know, different kids not wanting to try out for different teams, whether that's basketball, football, because they just didn't know if they were going to be good enough. They didn't know if they'd even be able to play. Um, uh, also different fears uh, that are happening in their schools, you know, not wanting to go back to school again because the bully may be there. They may have to face that bully. So there's all kind of fears. And as, as Lacey and I were talking, you know, we were just sharing in our own um, past, I guess you could say, the history that we've gone through and dealing with different things. Uh, each of us, obviously, my wife and I have our different stories that kind of shaped us into who we are. And uh, the other thing I, I realized through our conversation is that uh, the because of the fear and how it's prevented us from doing things, that there's experiences that we may have missed on. And what I'm talking about, I want to give an example of when I was in high school, I played football. Uh, It was a sport. It's still probably my favorite sport. I love it to death. It's fun. I was good at it. I wasn't awesome at it, but, you know, I could... I, I could hang with the rest of them, I guess you could say. And I remember my dad asking me a question, and it had to be close to our last game of my senior year. And my dad asked me if I was planning on tr- like trying to walk on at uh, a college that I was going to. Um, and I had already chosen that I was going to be going to Alabama. My wife is a year older than me. That's where she had went. Um, even though I was an Auburn fan, uh, you know, I, <laughs> love drew me to the University of Alabama. And that was pre-Saban years. So Alabama Alabama wasn't really that good anyway, but still in my head, as soon as he asked me that, the first thing that popped in my head is I'm not good enough. Now, the thing is, is I had plenty of time to get better. I had plenty of time to get more in shape, to get stronger, to get bigger, to whatever it is that I needed to do personally. I still had time to do it. But as soon as my dad asked me, are you going to are you going to try to walk on? I remember thinking to myself, no way, I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm not even going to try. I mean, as I was sitting about that, sitting thinking about that the other day, I just thought about the experiences I missed out on because I wasn't willing to try something, to do something. Would I made the team? Probably not. But guess what's one thing I know? I, I, I won't ever know. I will never know if I was good enough. I won't experience what it was like to even attempt it. I won't, I, I won't know what it was like to even walk onto the practice field. I mean, and, and, and uh, Alabama's practice field is covered by it, it, back when I went to school. I haven't been in a, l- a little bit, but I had a big fence that you really couldn't see over as you drove past. You could see bits and pieces of it, but I'll never experience what that was actually like. I won't experience what the locker room looked like. And those are, that's an opportunity I could have had. Even if I hadn't have made it, I would at least have some experiences. And then it, that led into a conversation that my wife had. And uh, her dream was always to be a University of Alabama cheerleader. She always wanted to do that. And so as she's getting ready for tryouts and to do everything, there was different requirements they had to have. And of course, you know, as time was getting closer and closer, uh, the stress, the anxiety to make sure that she was good enough was being piled on her. It was even that that fear uh, of, of the what if and, and what it was going to be like was even kind of slowing her down in her progression of what she was going to be able to do. And I remember she was struggling so bad with a, a, a certain skill. And uh, but the difference between my wife and I is her that was her dream and her dream led her to still try out and here's the thing she did not make the team she didn't make it so this what this wasn't like a we didn't think was a huge happy story for her she was upset because she didn't make it but here's the thing she tried out 
she didn't let the fear overcome and conquer everything about her. And I, and, and she would probably tell you this today is, you know, it just wasn't God's plan that she made it. But here's the deal. Because she tried out, she experienced something that not everybody will be able to experience. She was willing to step out in faith that everything would be okay. And it was. It was completely okay. Now, no, she didn't make it. But the life has went on. She's been able to share that same experience with other athletes and to encourage them to try out. But here's the deal, and this is the state that we live in now with people, is when you tell them that there is a possibility of failure, they don't go after it. They say, okay, well, that's enough for me. If I know there's a possibility I won't get it, I'm not going to go after it. And I think with us as adults, it's the same way. If there's something that could be hard in our way, there's a, a, there's a chance that we're not going to get what we want Uh, the way we want it, we're not willing to go after it. If there is a chance that somebody's going to criticize us for our decision, I'm not going to do it. If there's a chance that I'm going to lose friends uh, uh, for silly things, I'm not going to do it. I'm getting too old. I'm not going to do it. So we all have our fears. And so I kind of just want to unpack that a little bit. and just talk about kind of what creates these fears. Uh, I, I've researched, I've done a lot of work uh, looking at different therapists, suggestions, psychologists on things that we can do to kind of help us. Because the biggest thing that I want us to realize, especially as parents, is one, we're going to model for our children what they need. And we need to be able to model and help uh, let them step through the different types of fear to help them to overcome it so that when they're into their adulthood, As they've gone through everything, they've been able to overcome the fear. They've been able to find success, whether it wasn't the success they thought, but they were able to have these experiences because our kids desperately need this. We're living right now in a super uh, duper fearful world with we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We can talk right now. It's it is uh, uh, November. So we're talking about elections and oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? Who's in office? What's going to happen next year? Is COVID still going to be here? Are we going to have schools? Are we going to have sports? We don't know, but we can't live in a state of fear. Why? Because God is not uh, the spirit of fear. He gives us power, love, and a sound mind. So let's unpack real quick just some different things um, of how, you know, what, what fear does. Let's go with that first. What does fear do? Well, the thing I want you to know, and I'm looking at this one article here, and it was just talking about overcoming fears, having fuel to have success. And it says, fortunately, all fears are learned. What do you mean, fortunately? Well, let's listen. It says, no one is born with fears. Again, we already unpacked that with God does not give us fear. It says, fears can therefore be unlearned by practicing self-discipline repeatedly with regard to fear until it goes away. And (laughs) that was just powerful for me because I was like, Okay, well, that makes sense. If we learn it, then we can unlearn it, right? So what does fear do? Well, fear paralyzes action. The most common reaction in a fear situation is this attitude of I can't. This is the fear of failure that stops us from taking action. And I see that so much. Again, not just in children, not just in teenagers, but adults as well. It says it is experienced physically, starting in the pit of your stomach. It says when people are afraid, their mouth or throat go dry, their heart starts pounding. So we know all those things. We've been in those states. But not only does it uh, paralyze our action, but it also shuts our brain down. It says whenever a person is in the grip of fear, he feels like a deer caught in the headlines lights of a car. This fear paralyzes action. It often shuts down the brain, uh, the brain and causes the individual to revert to the fight or flight reaction. 
And I kind of looked up some of that. Uh, what is that fight or flight? Well, basically what that means is, uh, uh, um, let's see, where are we at here? Well, actually, the other article I had, it says freeze, fight, flight, or fright. And it says freeze means you stop what you are doing and you focus on the fearful stimulus to decide what to do next. Uh, so an example would be you read a memo that your company will be laying off people. It says next, you choose either fight or fly. You decide whether to deal with these with a threat directly. So maybe you tell your boss why you shouldn't be laid off or you work around it. You start looking for another job. And it says when the fear is overwhelming, you experience fright. You neither fight nor flee. In fact, you do nothing. Well, you obsess about the layoffs uh, and complain, but you take no action. And it says being continuously in fright mode can lead to hopelessness and depression. So it, 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 this article defines it again as, as freeze, fight, flight, or fright. So that right there, I, I can, as I was reading that part, it, um, it just reminded me of several different things that we have dealt with personally. And so um, the other thing it says, not only does it shut down your brain, but you visualize yourself as being unafraid. Or, or, I'm sorry, you, you constantly visualize yourself as being afraid. And so everything that you kind of talk to, just that one situation, being fearful in one situation, it kind of takes over, goes into other situations that you're dealing with. And you're constantly dealing with this idea that you're not enough, you can't be enough. And because of one fear, not doing anything about it, we're going to talk about how to overcome that. But because you weren't able to overcome something, that fear just continues to linger. It continues to stay in you, and it kind of becomes part of who you are. Um, so as I was thinking about this, and I wanted, again, to unpack it for just not just for children, but teenagers, but also as adults. I just want to list to you some of the things just so we can kind of get an idea into our early years. So as elementary into our youth, these are some of the fears that children have. Of course, snakes and spiders. And I think that's something we carry on to adulthood. Uh, but storms, natural disasters, being home alone or just being alone. Fear of teachers who are angry or coaches. Uh, it says scary news. TV shows, injury, illness, doctors, shots, death. And then listen to this one, fear of failure and rejection. That is one that carries from youth all the way to adulthood. And I guess that's why we hear about it so much, because it starts when we're young, that fear of failure, that fear of rejection. Man, I was just watching, uh, I just thought about this now. I was watching a, a, a movie the other day. It was a movie I remember watching when I was a kid, um, The Little Giants. Um, I love this this movie. It's got Icebox in it. She's a, a girl that just is, is just as good as the other boys. But I remember watching this one little part, and it says Icebox's dad, when he was younger, they were going around the circle. Of course, you have your two captains. They're picking their team, and he did not get picked. And, of course, we may have all been in that point, or maybe you were just that that elite athlete that was always picked first. Um, but I remember watching that movie and feeling sad and also feeling like, oh, I know that feeling. I know how bad that must feel. And so that, that part of rejection, that part of failure starts early on. So now here's some of the common fears that teenagers experience. Fear of sickness, parents divorcing, not doing well in school, uh, natural disasters, fear of experience, peer pressure or peer rejection. So also the rejection from our friends. Uh, here's more teen fears. Making mistakes that will mess up my life, not being successful, not measuring up, not getting into a good college, 
you don't know how many teenagers I've talked to that when I asked them about where they're going to go to school next, they said, I'm not, I'm not going to go to school. I, I, I wouldn't do well. I wouldn't have good grades. There's no point in it. Right. So not getting into a good college. Um, this one says, I'll close doors on myself and find myself in a position where I can't succeed because of something I'm doing right now. So just this idea of not measuring up to what life is holding. And, and that could be measuring up to what uh, society tells us. That could be uh, measuring up to what our parents want for us. Because, I mean, and let's face it, when we have kids, we want the absolute best for them. But sometimes we put so many rules and, and, and things on them that then they feel like they're not going to be able to measure up to it. And then here's some of the adult fears. Fears of poverty, fear of criticism, fear of ill health, fear of loss of love of someone. So not feeling love, not having love from someone else, uh, fear of an old age, and then fear of death. So here's the thing. There is fear for every age group, for every generation. So what do we do? What can we do to help us? And I want to unpack it a little bit. Again, there are some very, very common things throughout every article I've read. And I just want to share those with you today. So maybe at least one thing that you hear today is going to help you through the situation that you're in. But here's the number one, and this has been on every article. Learn more about your fear. Why are you afraid? What is it that you're actually afraid of? What is it you're actually afraid of? Is it a real fear? Is it an imaginable fear? Is it something that you can actually measure? Is there a reason you should be afraid? Um, and the thing is, it says, this article says, you can't overcome a fear that remains hidden in the dusty regions of your subconscious. You must face it. This example says, when you turn your face toward a person, you see that person and learn what he looks like and how he is acting. When you turn towards your fear rather than away from it, you notice things about your fear that you didn't know before. This awareness helps you to overcome it. And the other reason is, is for the second point here that I've seen again in every uh, article is you must face it. You have to hit it head on. You have to go directly to it. And this one actually says, confront your fears immediately. It says your ability to confront and deal with and act in spite of your fears is the key to happiness and success. One of the best exercises you can practice is to identify a person or situation in your life of which you are afraid and resolve to deal with that fear situation immediately. It says, do not allow it to make you unhappy for another minute. Resolve to confront the situation or person and put the fear behind you. This one says, move toward the fear. When you identify fear and discipline yourself to move toward it, uh, it grows smaller and more manageable. What's more is as your fears grow smaller, your confidence grows. Soon your fears lose their control. One of the things that I share with our athletes sometimes, especially when they're trying to figure out uh, uh, tumbling, whether that's they've never been able to do it before or they've done it, but they failed. Maybe they landed funny, something like that, is we go directly to it. My thing is, is if a kid ever busts a skill, I said, all right, we get up. We got to go, go do it again. Well, no, I just busted it. That's exactly why we got to do it again. Because as we go and we do it, we throw it, we land it. We throw it. We land it. We throw it. We land it. As whatever it is, if you continually are able to find success through it, your confidence grows and then you are less afraid of what's going on. So you move toward that fear. And this one, like I said, it says deal with the fear directly. It says the only way to deal with a fear is to address it head on. It says the natural tendency of many people is to deny that they have a problem caused by some fear, uh, fear of some kind. They're afraid of confronting it. In turn, it becomes a major source of stress, unhappiness, psychosomatic illness. 
It says, be willing to deal with the situation or person directly. Now you may say, well, Josh, that sounds great. I would love to face my fear, but how do I do that? Because I'm afraid. Well, the first step here, this one says, control your breathing. Focus on your breathing. Now you may say, I mean, okay, control my breathing. Now, here's the thing. This is what this article says. Fortunately, deep breathing is not complicated. I think we would all agree to that. Unless, of course, you have COVID. I've heard it's pretty hard. But it says, once you have recognized that you are becoming fearful, stop and focus on your breathing. Take a deep breath in and then slowly let it out. Make sure your exhale is longer than your inhale. Now, here's the the, the point of all this. It says, this isn't just some psychological trick. Deep breathing forces your body to physically calm itself. So the first step is take that deep breath. Just take a deep breath. And okay, well, I've taken my deep breath. Now, what do I do? Well, the next I would say is use your imagination. Use your imagination in positive ways. This is an imagination is a wonderful thing. It gives you power, creativity, the ability to think outside the box. Unfortunately, an active imagination can be harmful too when it causes you to think about negative things. Your imagination can magnify your fears, making your situation seem much more than it actually is. So how do you do that? How do you change your imagination and use it for the purpose of overcoming fear? Well, this says pick a calm moment when you're relaxed and not anxious. Close your eyes and imagine yourself in a situation that normally causes fear. So think about that situation. What is it in your head that's causing you fear? Is it going up to your boss and asking him for that promotion? Is it picking up your kids and being able to have that conversation that you need to have? What is it that causes you fear? Now it says, while you're in that, focus, use your imagination on how you can overcome it and how everything is going to be all right. Focus on you walking up to your boss confident, upright, fully confident that he's about to give this to you. And use your imagination of you actually asking for that promotion, you receiving that promotion, and how it's blessed your life accordingly. And then through that, those are you fueling your body with positive thoughts. Again, another example is I use this a lot with our athletes as well. Whenever uh, they're about, they're, they're just scared to do something. That's the same thing I tell them. Imagine right now, close your eyes. Imagine you're running down the mat. You are setting up for the greatest tumble pass of your life. You do it, you stick it, and the crowd goes wild. That's the things that we need to picture because the opposite is also true. If you continually think about the negative, well, my boss may get so upset at me, he fires me. Or my friend who also wants that promotion won't like me because I got it. And just like them, well, what if I am right in the middle of tumbling and I let out and I hurt myself? Well, those are all things that could possibly happen, but so are the positives. So don't dwell on the negative. Uh, focus on the positives so that your body does it doesn't become paralyzed so your brain doesn't shut down and it, this other article said visualize yourself as unafraid you see yourself and think about yourself being positive giving yourself mental pictures of everything the other uh, part here is it says practice mindfulness, just being mindful of the fear, being mindful of what happens, what are what usually puts you in that state of, of fear, um, and, and then be able to work through that. Observe the symptoms. What What is it that's usually happening that causes you to get anxious so that you can deal with those actions beforehand so you really don't have to deal with it at all? This, I love this next one. It says, uh, not only acknowledge your fear, but get certain that you can and will overcome it. 
I absolutely love that part. Know and be certain. Have the confidence that you're going to be able to overcome it. It can happen. You can overcome your fear. As great of a fear as it is, I promise you'll be able to overcome it. And you say, well, Josh, how can you promise that? Well, because in 2 Timothy 1.7, again, God says he is not the spirit of fear. He is of power, of love, and of sound mind. So yes, praying and focusing on the word of God, memorizing that verse can help you more than you will ever know. Just being able in that moment of fear to say, wait, God is the creator of all. God loves me. God created this world for me, for his goodness. God's going to be able to power me, to give me what I need to help me to overcome whatever it is. God is a power of, or is, is God of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So trust in God and that he can help you through your fear. Now let's get specific real quick before we close out today's uh, uh, episode. Here's some things specifically when it comes to kids on how to work through the fear. It says embrace fear. It says bravery isn't the absence of fear. It's being scared of something and doing it anyway. Of course, as long as it's safe. It says have your kids think about their fears and ask, is this my gut telling me to stay safe or is this a chance to be brave? So I love that. Bravery isn't the absence of fear. It's being scared of something and doing it anyway. Help them to work through that, embrace it, and then help them to know that once they overcome that fear, they're going to be more relieved than they ever have. It also says accept failures, maybe even learn to welcome them. After all, there's a lesson to be learned every time you fail. When kids try new things and it doesn't go their way, encourage them to find new solutions on their own. Point out that trying something new or difficult takes bravery, and so does trying again if things don't work out the first time. Our children have to learn that failure is okay. They have to learn. And so many times parents just step in and take care of it and they do it all for the kids so they don't have to worry with the mistakes. They don't have to worry about the failure because failure is bad. Yeah, it is, but it's also good. Failure teaches us that we are more, that we are overcomers. And again, that we can rely on God to help us through whatever it is. But also the part that I loved about that, it says, let them find new solutions. Help them to be problem solvers. Help them to know that they can handle it. So the next time fear comes up, they're not debilitated. They're not handicapped to knowing what to do next. They're able to walk and and be mature enough to handle through it. The next one, it says, go outside of your comfort zone. Give kids opportunities to do things they normally wouldn't. It could be as simple as visiting a different park, trying sliced banana on their creamy peanut butter sandwich. I'll do that one. Or saying hi to three new people at school. The more comfortable they are doing new things, the more they'll do them on their own. Three more things I want to share. Praise effort. Instead of just focusing on the accomplishment, compliment the effort. It's important to acknowledge kids' achievements, but it's equally important to praise the effort, studying, and focus it took to achieve it. That is huge. That is huge that we need to do that. I know we're in this world where people don't think that everybody needs a trophy, but you can compliment the effort. And I think that's the problem, is we have kids that's busting their tail, but if they don't win, we're also in the same part saying, well, they don't deserve a trophy. They didn't win. But yes, they deserve rec- they, they deserve recognition for the effort they put in, even if they didn't win, because they put forth effort, because a lot of times that's what it's going to need anyway. So praise them on their effort. It says, send the message that being consistent and hardworking, build strength and the confidence to take on any task. It says, foster brave thoughts. 
It says, welcome questions from kids and talk through any issues they bring up. Encourage their thoughts and listen well. Talk about the courage it takes to do the right thing and to stand up for yourself, for others, and things you believe in. And finally, the last one, and I, sh- I left this one on purpose, it says, share your fears. When children feel scared, talk about a time you felt scared too and what you did about it. It helps to know that we all have fears sometimes and learning how to be brave is a part of growing up. So in a nutshell, this is what it is again. As parents, we are modeling what our kids uh, are going to do with their lives. So hopefully it are it is positive, uplifting, encouraging things. And that is, again, why I wanted to share this one today is our children, whether you believe it or not, are dealing with things that really is hard to believe that they have to deal with. There's fears every day that they're dealing with, uh, whether we deem it little or big. Your kids are probably labeling most all of them big. And if it's big to them, it should be big to you as well. So sharing that, encourage your kids, talk them through it, walk them through it, because this could be one of the greatest things that happen in their life is they're able to realize that they're able to be successful. They're able to overcome fear so they're not having to deal with it when they're older. Don't let them miss out on experiences and opportunities because they're afraid. Walk them through it. Encourage them to take big steps of faith and help through the whole thing. Point them to a God who is a God of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Thanks again for tuning in today. I can't wait till our next episode. I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, Share this if you would. Get it out. Maybe it's helped you. Uh, Share it with somebody that you think it may help. And of course, if you have any feedback, have any uh, suggestions on anything that you would like to hear discussed, uh, definitely let us know. But thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you all next time.